This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm James, and intelligent humour always takes the biscuit. And my name's Keena, we all know what she's been gobbling. Welcome along to Sissy That Pod, RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Today we're chatting about Drag Race UK, episode four. It's a morning TV challenge with Lorraine, with Lorraine Kelly. And I feel oh, we have the <laughs> Lorraine Kelly of Ireland on the show to talk about it, Louise McSherry. Yes. The, uh, the the radio Lorraine Kelly as opposed to the televisual Lorraine Kelly. So uh, it's an interesting episode, highs and lows, a dramatic exit and as unpredictable as ever. So please welcome to the show, Louise McSherry. Louise McSherry, thank you for coming on the show. If I understand correctly, you and Drag Race go back a while. You were like an OG watcher, right? Yeah, I really am. Um, I have been watching since series one. I downloaded it illegally or streamed it illegally. I'm not sure did I torrent it or, but I accessed it illegally as it aired. Um, so yeah, I've been watching the whole time. <laughs> like I spent a lot of time going to drag wow. shows. <laughs> I spent a lot of time going to drag shows in my in my kind of early twenties. So and I love reality television. So when I heard there was a show that combined both of those interests, I was in there like swimwear yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely <laughs> and how have you been enjoying this uh, second season of drag race uk how do you think that compares in the canon of rupaul oh my god i love it like i adore it it is so good and i think because we're watching it side by side with the current yeah. american mm-hmm. series it's like it seems even better because i think the american yeah. series is a little bit dry um and I think it's what it's really showing is that, um, you know, it's about personalities at the end of the day. You can have all the looks, you can have all mm. the polish, but if you don't have the crack, you know, there's not a whole lot of fun in it. And also, I don't know what the producers are doing with the American series, but I think the casting on, on the UK series has been great and the chemistry has been great. The challenges have been great. Rats the Musical mm. was... Like my husband said, he thinks it's the best one of those challenges he's ever seen on a drag race. Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree. I think it's been stellar. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Let's let's jump into the episode because there's a lot to talk about. What an episode to have to digest. Right? I'm still not over it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. Starts off, there's a there's beef straight out the gate between Ginny and Lawrence and between Ahura and Tia. Ahura gets a wonderful shady line in of, at least we know how to wipe your message off when you go to Tia, which I thought was great. And then the little, little giggle when you know you've said something bad there, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really I really enjoyed the Tia Ahura beef and the journey that we then went on with them over the course mm-hmm. of the episode. The Ginny thing seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Like I I felt like did we see Ginny and Lawrence having conflict before that and have I forgotten? It felt no. kind of like out of nowhere. But then I was listening to your it- episode last week and I heard 
your guest talking about the fact that Ginny is like always the defender of people and doesn't really like kind of unkindness. Mm. So that made sense. There's actually kind of a bit of that going round in this season where I think people are recognising the talent in the room and they're being like, no, this person's really good. Because you get that with like Veronica coming to the defence of uh, Tia Tia. during the episode as well, which I think is really nice because it shows people shows an awareness that maybe you don't see in the US season all that much because people go in there with such an idea of like I am the queen I do everything amazingly like having a recognition of the things you're good at and the things you're bad at and then being able to come to the defense of people when you see them being talked badly of I think it's a really good thing but the Ginny Lawrence thing did take me by surprise because it didn't feel like it like matched with her person and I was wondering if Maybe because she does have like a, a constant pain condition. If that like was just a case of been in a fee for a long time, really frustrated, just like wanted this person to shut up so that they could all go and like get out of drag. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it looked like to me. I think just a moment of exasperation as opposed to kind of anything particularly embittered. But who knows? Yeah, and I think Veronica did a really nice, like, really stood up for Tia in quite an eloquent way, which she was like you think she looks basic, but maybe you need to look a little deeper. Like, I think that was quite nice and quite truthful that Ahura is basically just judging her on one thing, which is how what she was wearing and not her personality in the whole package. Um, but I suppose... I have to be honest, I was, I was so ready for Ahura to do badly this week. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm such a lover of Tia Coffee. And I was like, that's it. You're going to get matched together. Tia's going to walk all over you and you are going to get your just desserts. And I was... <laughs> so annoyed at the end of the episode because not only <laughs> did she not get it but I was glad that she'd done so well I was like I hate these editors <laughs> <laughs> I know I know I am um, I really 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 love Ahura <laughs> um, and at the start I was like wow she's so um, cunty is that okay for me to say that um, yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> she, she's so cunty um, but I could you could see that that was a performance you know what I mean like I, I had a friend mm. who I you know sometimes I'd meet people and they'd be like you're friends with him and I was like yeah but like you know that's that's a performance like the real person is underneath there and it's an expression of insecurity or whatever and maybe that's because I'm ancient that I saw that straight away but I was really mm. glad to see that kind of that shell crack a little bit tonight um, yeah. and to kind of see that there is a kindness in, Ahura, in Ahura and um I thought Ahura should have won this challenge like I really thought she was the yeah. winner I was I was shocked to be honest at almost everything in this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it took yeah some but it, she did really give that sort of hurt people hurt people vibe and we've seen mm. it plenty of times in the show before mm. um so yeah I did sort of see that coming from her as well and it was and I think we haven't really seen this pairing up with your enemy and both you know when you work together, you're both stronger. And that's exactly what happened with the two of them. And yeah. I think that was actually, it's actually the nicer message than the vengeance. You know, it actually, I think it was a sweeter message overall. Yeah, yeah. but also, let's be real. Ahura was right about TV. Tia's looks. Like, Tia's looks <laughs> yeah. are terrible. And her mm. makeup is not great. And the clothes are so bad. But 
this is the thing that I always wonder about Drag Race at this stage compared to what it was, you know, when I very first watched. Like, so much of it seems to be what you bring with you. So if what you bring mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. you isn't good enough, you're kind of screwed, unless you're good with a sewing machine. Um, so, like, I'm kind of wondering with this break, because they're about to have a break for COVID, aren't they? Yes, I'm wondering... Yeah. Will Tia, uh, in the vernacular, step her pussy up on the break and, like, you know, develop a few extra makeup skills and get a few better dresses or whatever? Because clearly whoever she was going to for her dressmaking <laughs> was not performing yeah. or delivering. She um, losing some business. <laughs> my understanding is that all their looks had to stay in the studio, so they can't oh. bring anything new with them, but obviously they can still learn to sew, learn to Or the makeup skills game. is a big thing. Like, the, you, can't, you can't stop a person doing doing a ton of makeup tutorials during quarantine. I mean, God, everyone did them uh, in the last several months. So like, I'm sure Mm. if you were sitting at home aware of, and also it's going to be such a unique experience to see them come back afterwards. They'll all know who they're in the competition against. They'll all know what those people's strengths were. And someone Mm. like Tia will have walked away kind of knowing, right, well, I've got the personality and I've got the performance. Mm. So the stuff that I have to work on is kind of... Like, it's easy to develop. If you went away from that place thinking, shit, I can't perform. Like, you can't, you're not really going to have been able to, like, grow a bigger personality when you were at home in the quarantine. No. So it's, I think that some certain queens are going to have a potential for a real advantage with this break now. Yeah. yeah. And we saw the personalities in the mini challenge, the elevator pitch of a baked good. Um, and, you know, we saw the ones that with Sean and that. We saw the ones that sort of flopped. I thought Veronica Green was giving me sort of herbal essences and not really intending to do so, like the sort of <laughs> orgasmic experience. I but just... then someone like Bimini was fantastic with her Brexit bun. Mm-hmm. Well, Bimini is my my number one fave. I love Bimini. Um, like, Bimini's not going to win, but I love Bimini. Um, yeah. I cannot... <laughs> warm to veronica on any level i just can't get there even during rats the musical when she was good and like objectively i can see that she was good i was just like oh veronica i don't know what it is i just can't get on board i feel bad it's an easy name to be sort of sardonic with, really, isn't it? Like, Veronica. <laughs> she, she does seem to, I, to need it a lot. And I think, like, she kind of loves that narrative of, like, you're all underestimating me and I'll show you. And it is a bit like, calm down. If you actually believed in yourself as much as you protest that you do, you probably wouldn't need to throw all these fits. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know where I stand with her because I did think she was very good in the Rats to Musical. But, like, throughout it, there's been this sort of, just frustration with her of like kind of she's always ready to kind of go off with someone about the fact that she's the like the dark horse of the competition or the black horse of the competition I can't remember what Jocelyn Fox said (laughs) (laughs) I quite like her when she plays like when she's in her talking head and she's like that sort of you know nerdy you know geeky kind of guy I kind of like that but when we see her like take the hump with somebody I just don't think that's a good look for her no I don't I don't like her in those testimonials (laughs) I don't I don't know what it is I just can't maybe I just don't like nerds but that's not true because I I was a nerd for so long I I don't know what it is I have a bias Um, my husband also has really taken against her and it's very hard when you're watching with someone 
to to have a I mean not that we don't differ in opinion but if you kind of don't like someone and they really don't like someone you tend to kind of just you know egg each other on that's yeah probably healthy in a couple where I probably my boyfriend I'll, I'll be like what, what's wrong with him I think she's great <laughs> 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 over it. do we think Tace was genuinely bragging about her TK Maxx advert experience yes I do <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love Tace because Tace is like gorgeous and glam, but at the same time, deeply Welsh and like just a a beautiful marriage of those two things. So I do genuinely believe that that was an honest, you know, brag. Not even a humble one. Not even a humble one. (laughs) TK Flex more so. Yeah. and then we had Ellie Diamond really sort of throw the the rattle out of the cot there with the why don't you call my name in Scottish, you know. Oh my God, that was that was cringy to watch. <laughs> and you could just see sort of like whatever goes on in RuPaul's brain, the like the cogs were turning and the wheels were turning. And it was like sort of like it was moving Ellie Diamond into the will get broken soon camp. <laughs> yeah. The way she was like, the way she was like, oh, well, perhaps if you were more memorable, I'd have a fun nickname for you. Basically is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah I don't think Ellie Diamond had a great episode to be honest um I kind of was like oh yeah you're not going much further that's that's coming through now yes. <laughs> I've been thinking that from the start I really just can't warm to her at all um so I was kind of annoyed she was safe in this episode mm, I think uh, she's, she's young and I feel like that's part of it it's the, a lot of bravado kind of you know confidence that maybe she doesn't have the experience to back up yeah, and I, I think as well that she benefited in this episode from being paired with Lawrence. And I think that Lawrence brought so much, like, I think that Lawrence's tide rose all the boats in that in that scene. Um, and I think that she could kind of just stand there and, and you know, sort of wave her hands beside him and, and that carried her through, really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, let's get into the TV TV section. So Bimini and Tace were the were the hosts, the, the, well, the party animals. Um and how do you think they did as the hosts? Oh, well, Bimini, my babes. Um, I thought Bimini <laughs> was amazing. Um, like, the the character... Th- this is what I'm learning about Bimini, is that Bimini should actually be, an like, an actor. Because, like, Bimini was incredible in Rats the Musical. Um, and yeah. incredible in this character. And Tace, I don't think, was even that great. I just think beside Bimini Tace looked great as well like Tace didn't have to do much because mm. Bimini mm-hmm. was really delivering but you know Tace was grand too like no problems there I thought they were great yeah, yeah Bimini kind of delivered from the back seat like Tace was kind of doing all the talking and Bimini kind of swept in and, yeah. and kind of kept it going with the sort of appeal and the, and the comedy Bimini just looks so different in every challenge on an mm. every runway like really like is able to like paint a completely different character and then really bring that character to life. Like as you're saying in Rats, the musical to like have that real punk prodigy thing going on. And then this is like a real prim proper kind of like it, it and in the challenges, even like last week, that amazing look with the blue dress. Like, I don't know. Mm. I think she's, she's stunning queen and obviously so funny as well. And um, mm. which really came through in this challenge. Yeah. The, the, she uses her face brilliantly like her her facial yeah. expressions the physicality of her is really effective um and that's you know you can't you can't learn that i don't think yeah yeah no and i kind of feel she's somebody who i feel we still haven't even seen the best of her yet mm. yeah like you still feel the best is still to come and that's exciting yeah mm. 
Because I, I actually think one of the funniest bits of the, their part of it, and actually possibly the whole thing, was at the end of the segment when she was kind of just like slouching down the couch. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I was like, why are you doing that? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same. I thought the same. <laughs> Next up then to the goth corner. Uh, this Ugh. was just car crash. Oh my God, back in the central bank, please. What was What was Sister Sister doing to that lantern? I don't know. know. There was no story. Like, as they said, there was no story. They hadn't developed, like, who were they as individual characters? How did they operate together? Like, it was like they didn't even really know what a goth was. And, like, they didn't discuss it even. Like, it's okay to not really know what a goth is, but, like, have a chat about it and figure out what your goth is going to be. I feel like Michelle Visage now. Um, Have a chat about it and figure (laughs) out what your goth is going to be and then make it work. It was just, yeah, I I just felt like they didn't even try that hard. They were just like, oh, dead stuff. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and when Veronica was like, I can see the challenge here. It's trying to be a goth without sucking all the, you know, entertainment from the room. And I was like, okay, well, she gets it. And then she had her first sentence and I was like, but she can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bored already. I I just thought that like the, the outfits that they went with just were like they weren't right at all. And the energy that we were giving off was just so all over the place. And then even like I got the sense a little bit that Veronica felt that she was kind of over it because the way she was like, oh, I just waited for whatever no one else wanted. And then I just took that part because, you know me, I can work magic. And it's like, no, well, clearly you can't work magic. I was surprised that uh, Rue didn't give out to her for that decision because, you know, we've seen Rue in previous seasons be like, you know, why would you do that? Doesn't That doesn't make sense for you as a competitor. Yeah. Like, do you not care? Um, mm. But I think Rue is actually a little bit softer in the UK version. You know, I wonder, yeah. does Rue feel a little bit kind of like a fish out of water and, and slightly less kind of, you know, Rue will go for you in the American one, but yeah. I, she seems to be letting things slide no, that is very true because if if that ellie diamond uh, thing had happened in the u.s when that poor queen whoever did it would have been reefed out of us they mm. wouldn't have even hit untucked on the way home they would have is it though did they get the bum end of the stick like it was there any way of doing that properly Yes, like uh, dress like a pair of like kind of obnoxious teenagers just walked out of Asho with a load of incense sticks. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like don't you don't have to try and be like you don't have to try and be like Wednesday Adams and Morticia. Like, you know, just like be the kind of like ridiculous teenage version of a goth. They you know should what have I mean? been, you know, that viral video from like 15 years ago of the two girls who were like 13 and they're pretending it's oh, it was supposed to be New Year's Eve in the year 2000, I think. And one of them is like, hi. I'm like astral wakes and the other girl's like I'm prima donna or whatever and they're like and we're waiting for death or it, that is a terrible <laughs> terrible description of that video I know but the I, video you're talking you know, about I'm on board I'm on and board. They, they should have yeah. done they could have done that like they could have literally just been those two girls and it would have been good and funny I didn't mind sister sister's look I was okay with that and I like as Michelle said the red hair I thought was accurate but I didn't like um, yeah. Veronica's look but look we know how I feel about Veronica so. Yeah. so so we're talking like an April Ludgate style character for yeah. that segment like yes. really, yeah. Yeah. yeah 
I'm on board with that. You've convinced me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Next then was the Dragony Nieces. This was basically Lawrence and a sort of Debbie McGee, beautiful assistant, really. Like, yeah. it Lawrence was. one. Like, I did laugh more at Ginny's segment, which we'll get to, but you can't deny, like, the uh, perfect comic timing and just such precision that Lawrence did that segment with. Yeah, like, Lawrence yeah. can really deliver that funny stuff, but I was confused. Were they meant to be Gen Z? Yeah, I, think they I were thought they were supposed to be, to be for the kids. Yeah, like kids oh. TV presenters. Oh, oh okay. They were nieces, so Lawrence aunties. was right. Okay, okay, okay. So Lawrence was being kind of like a Mrs. Doubtfire nearly character. That did confuse me because it didn't seem to <laughs> because especially like the two looks were very different. Yeah. Like you got like you got the like sort of kiddie TV presenter almost kind of like ragdoll look that that Ellie Diamond had, and then you know. Um, Lawrence mm. Cheney was just there like sort of Maggie Smith on the red carpet um, yeah. which didn't tie together yeah that's yeah, why now I, that you say that I'm totally confused yeah I don't know what they were supposed to be but Lawrence can perform and he, like the performance was so there she did. Yeah. yeah girl yeah. I don't know what she was wearing but I am living <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think if I were there I think the best role would have been the money saving expert Essex girls surely that has the most you could go with right oh Oh, absolutely like completely it was was, and it was really really funny the two of them were brilliant Mm. Ahura definitely stole the show yeah they were really good but Ahura was better and I didn't expect that Um, but Ahura was really good and I think it's it's almost like um, oh god why can't I think of her name um, the really young one who won really into vintage style who won Drag Race the US Drag Race she was only like 20 or 21 oh um, Aquaria yes or yeah. no is it Aquaria Violet Violet, Violet? is who I'm thinking of yeah. Violet Remember Violet's journey was kind of like cold and a bit withdrawn and then Violet really learned as the series went on. I think genuinely learned as the series went on that like, you know, you can let your guard down a little bit and you can soften a little bit. I feel like we're on that same path with Ahura. Um, Like I feel like she's really on a a changing path and I'm really interested to see where she goes. And, Mm -hmm. And that glimpse of, okay, no, you don't just have looks. You also are able to do this. These are the kinds of moments where you start to see people. You're like, okay, you actually, you're probably going to be toward the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I would have thought, I feel like Tia set a horror up for a lot of stuff. And I kind of feel in terms of comedy like that, Tia gets more props for that. But in this show, it's always just whoever gets the laugh gets the credit. And that's kind of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, that going into it as well. And I think that like Tia recognized that like she maybe had had to play the straight man because like uh, Ahura was like going in for the and like the the scene worked with the two of them and they both did really well in it but it it surprised me that that's the way it worked out I'd anticipated that like Tia was going to be the kind of powerhouse personality and then when Ahura came along and and was really funny it was it was nice to see because you are right you're getting that journey with her you're seeing her the edges softening and then you Mm -hmm. hear a bit about the fact that she's kind of divorced a bit from the drag community doesn't necessarily have many friends probably feels like a bit of an outsider like you understand why those walls were probably up up. um yeah 
Mm, the one thing, well, we might get to as well, about Ahura. Did you see how much makeup she had to take off before she started <laughs> putting yes. on her makeup? Yes, but that to me Absolutely. is just, that's, that's, that screams all of those insecurities. Like the fact yeah. that Ahura is wearing like, you know, an insane amount of fake tan, an insane amount of makeup, and like, you know, insane eyebrows, insane lip filler, like everything is over 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 the top like that it, not in an artistic way either in a kind of a kind of traditional beauty kind of way that really betrays a lot of insecurity to me and I thought and yeah. this is like classic your mom thing to say but I actually thought Ahura looked great without the makeup <laughs> you know if if Ahura grew back in the eyebrows like I think you know yeah he would be gorgeous. I do too. And I did think it was quite, in, like it was actually quite sort of striking TV to see his guard come down and open up while he was revealing his face. <laughs> I just thought there was some sort of like symbiotic, you know, sort of double allegorical yeah. journey going on there. I, yeah. I it, it's interesting because you've seen so many, so many comparisons between Ahura and um, Adore Delano. Um, and when the makeup came off and especially like, because, you know, Ahura was being all nice then. It's like, oh, I can see this now. Whereas before I've been like, no, Ahura Ahura is nothing like Adora. Adora is a beautiful person and Ahura is evil. Yeah, and Adora was like soft from the get-go, you know what I mean? The very beginning. Like, yeah. Adora, yeah. Adora can cut you to the quick if she needs to, but like, you know, she was always a softie. Finally then, in the TV challenge was Ginny, the weather Aussie. I just cracked up at this. I didn't know what was happening, but I was loving it, like we said before. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you a fan? Yeah, I felt the same. Like, I kind of felt like they were a, a little bit harsh on her um, when it came to her assessment. Um, like, I thought mm. she was really funny. I liked the character. Like, I, I kind of I heard what they were saying, but she didn't have a lot of time yeah. and she was literally getting stuff thrown at her. So, you know, mm-hmm. I was I thought she was really funny. And what more could you ask for, really? Yeah. And she was like, oh, there was no highs and lows. It's like, well, it's a sketch where you get stuff thrown at you and you get water. Th- like... You know, there's nowhere to go in that scene other than up and up and up and up. The only thing is yeah. she probably just started too high yeah. from the top. Yeah. Um, but like, I felt, I saw her, I was like, this is Australian Professor Trelawney. I yeah. was loving it. <laughs> and I laughed. So I thought, tick, she's in the top. Like, I was just so surprised. Yeah, I didn't, I did not. I was not expecting the bottom two to be who they were at all. I no. I felt certain no. that Veronica was going to be in the bottom. yeah. I, I thought that they were rough on, on Ginny's performance because, like, it was, like, a little one note. Like, it, it was very much... But I also, like, want to play, like, production de- detective and be like, did Ginny ask to have all that thrown stuff, that stuff thrown at her? Or was that part of the gig that she was getting by signing up to be the weather woman? In which case, I don't know, if, if she was like, yeah, I want all this stuff thrown at me, then she kind of, like, set herself up for a bit of a failure by not maybe having enough room with all what was going on around her to, like, deliver yeah. something... But, you know, like standing there kind of don't make a necessary journey style would have, you know, that would have been very funny if that, yeah. if that meme flew in the UK. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I did. Harry and a grande shared it, right? So everyone yeah. listens to it. <laughs> but to be fair, she was the only one who had to do a bit on her own. You know, everyone else had somebody else to yeah. support them to, you know, to, to, to bounce off. She had to hold that scene on her own. And it's very hard, like that's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. You know. 
and take everything on the journey. The, so. the one thing, the one thing I'd, I'd agree with with Lorraine in that I didn't get the weather, and I thought it did feel yes. a bit more like a sort of a country file segment than like a weather report. Like, yeah, they could have done it that like you know she was standing on like a big cutout of the UK in the middle of some water. Like that yeah. would have been the throwback to that. That that would have been you know made a bit more sense because I don't think people do the weather really from fields in the middle of nowhere. They don't do the weather from Cockermouth. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. I wasn't sure was the back was the background supposed to change into a weather map and she'd be wearing it because you know they, there's only like a stock photo in behind them of possibly yeah. a nice field. So I was yeah. surprised that didn't change. Yeah, oh, I, I did think it was funny how, how Rue rinsed poor Estina last week for having big shoulders and then came out with the biggest fuck up shoulders <laughs> you've ever seen. Well, I thought that too. But I think the thing is when you play with volume, like if you've got something that you feel is big, if you play with volume to that extent, it kind of works. Because I was looking at Rue thinking about the same thing and you know you don't know where Rue's shoulders end there so you know Rue could have these narrow kind of feminine shoulders or whatever whereas Astina was wearing like a like a leotard basically and so it was I kind of I I saw where I'm team Rue on that one I I enjoyed I enjoyed the look I thought it was it was kind of cool with the sort of almost curtain rod shoulders going on I loved Um, the makeup I really loved the makeup, the the color of the lip in the eye. It was looking spectacular, though. Oh, so yeah, good at the moment. So good. Okay, James. For our premium subscribing listeners on Headstuff Plus, what can they expect to hear in this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review? Well. The, the stakes are high, as they should be in Vegas. And indeed, so are the drag queens, because they are on the top of a building getting broken up with. Spoiler alert, there is some of the most cringeworthy and excruciating banter you're ever going to be exposed to in your entire life. Uh, when we have Cameron's out-of-town boyfriend invited in for for a, a whirlwind weekend of romance that doesn't quite go to plan, as far as Cameron's concerned. So now, it, it, it's also getting shady in the actual workroom, where we have Asia separating herself into pieces it's actually all heating up I've got to be honest with you I think that when we were like if I remember we had we have the Jen, we have Jen Gannon in with us as well talking about it and I think we were all in agreement that this was the episode where it started getting into its stride mm, absolutely and you'll hear some interesting things that Naomi Smalls does with water Nice. Let's just leave it at that. You'll be interested <laughs> in that. So that's on Headstuff Plus, the premium branch of Headstuff Podcast Network, which is home to loads of wonderful podcasts, including this one, which is all about food. That's banging with Chris and Marcus. Hello, my friends, and welcome to That's Banging with me, Marcus Solera. And me, Chris Mellon. A new podcast celebrating everything good from farm to plate, ship to service, and field and fork. A celebration of everything tasty, fresh and excellent that's coming off our island at the moment. As well as interviews with people who are shaping the best of the best of food and drink from around the country. We'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Let's head over to the runway. The category was Monster Mashup. You could tell that when they were planning this, they were like, this will air around Halloween. It'll be perfect. It'll be spooky. It'll be of the zeitgeist. And then poor COVID knocked it into February. Um, 
just in time Let's for Valentine's up. Day to through horror stories. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when, when they first said like two horror looks and one, I was like, are we getting another reveal again? But then it actually was like, no, you need to have one look that has two monsters in it. So I kind of found that even more confusing. I'm just yeah. also horrified that they didn't lip sync to Monster Mash. But um yeah. <laughs> That's true. It was, uh, yeah, it was really convoluted. I wasn't into this as a, as a, what is it, theme? That's not what it is. Category? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah category. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my fave. Um, because I think then no. some of the criticism of the looks was like, well, in fairness, what you've asked them to do is completely vague. So it, sa- it seemed a little harsh then to be like, well, are you really two monsters? And it's like, what the fuck does two monsters look like? Like... <laughs> You know, it's not black yeah. and white. No, and some of them really took, like, there was, like, some very strange, like, interpretations made about kind of, like, like Ginny Lemon dressed as a witch and the concept of a nuclear <laughs> winter. <laughs> Poor Ginny. <laughs> well, like, well, Veronica came out as, as Miss Piggy Medusa and... I was like, I love the Medusa part. Don't get the pig. And then I was like, oh, of course, it's for two monsters. So yeah, it was just confusing. I would have much rather her see that Medusa because I mean, that headpiece she mm. had on was stunning. Yeah, I would have preferred that too. Something just a little bit more straightforward. That, yeah. Because then they could have done something, I think, more interesting with the straightforward as opposed to trying to ram two things together that don't really <clears throat> go together. Although yeah. I will say I got a yeah. lot of entertainment out of Veronica and... Um, like being affronted and annoyed wearing the piggy nose because she has kind of a nasal <laughs> voice so she was like they're like you're all underestimating me with the pig nose on the face it was that was highly entertaining <laughs> I, actually on veronica we forgot to talk about the weird confrontation in the room where sister sister where like veronica's like oh i feel like i kind of carried i kind of pulled you down a bit and then and then sister sister was like yeah you did I was like, that is the first time I've ever seen that happen on Drag Race, where they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely you did. Yeah, you, you ruined my chances. It also wasn't really fair. Like, Sister Sister wasn't no. giving no. that much. So, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was fair. And that's what Lawrence Cheney said as well. I was like, here's Sister Sister blaming somebody else for being shit again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, suppose there was also that Ginny Sister Sister moment where... I don't know, kind of came out of nowhere, really. It was just, we love each other, we're sisters, have a hug. Yeah. It was just queuing up the lip sync, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a yeah. bit like, um, like I really thought that in the last episode, the moment where Bimini and uh, Ginny were talking about being non-binary was really yeah. beautiful and like felt really mm. authentic. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't feel so authentic yeah. on Drag Race, but that did. And then I kind of felt like, oh, this, I'm not, I'm not, buying this one as, as much it felt a bit kind of <laughs> yeah, try exactly. hard or something yeah and well, it wasn't they never really explained we were... what bonded them like what why were they why were they sisters yeah. why were they friends yeah. well, they both had the same haircuts yeah i'm very very confusing um sister sister i just have found has been a real wallflower this season i just she's the one at, after every week of like joe black shouldn't have gone cherry valentine shouldn't have gone then i'm like who should have gone sister sister every time mm. it's just she isn't standing out to me yeah me neither her runways have been okay i loved the, the pants last week but this werewolf mummy i was like yeah 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 i just i don't know who said um it someone i think actually a couple of them said it on the panel that we've seen a lot of mummies and interpretations of mummies yeah. on the show and this was 
definitely the weakest. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad, but like it wasn't good either. It was fine. It was. I don't think I'd seen like a big breasted mummy before. So I think that was new. But <laughs> I just, I just the, the the blue ponytail and then like the like the really small tuft coming out of the bosom. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I kind of feel like to do that, like she would have needed to have like one entire arm ripped out <clears throat> and reveal. Like so, it was more yeah. of a. Like more of a yeah. half and half instead of just like a mummy costume with some like blue fluff stuck on it. Because I was thinking it was Brooke, yeah. um, Brooklyn Heights did a mummy thing where like she walked like on the ballet th- on her oh, toes. Yes. And, and you know, oh, yeah. and it was all like rhinestoned and fabulous. And that you know, I kind of think if you're going to, you know. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. When you've got fair. comparisons going. Big X said her name now after that. Uh, Bimini was next as her Pamela Anderson <laughs> devil. I loved this as a concept. Once they pointed out the that her hair needed to be brushed and like her her body paint probably could have had an extra coat. Um, but in concept, I loved it. Yeah, I thought the same. Like I agreed she needed a lash and um, a little bit. She needed to like better line her water lines. Her makeup could have been improved. But as a concept, it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And like I just I will ex- I have no issue with Bimini being a bit rough. Like that's fine with me. Like I, I would take somebody who's a bit yeah. rough around the edges over somebody boring any day of the week. Yeah, completely. Like all of <laughs> all of her looks have been a little slapdash, like her Norwich City fan with the like tape over her ass and stuff, yeah. but it doesn't really matter because she brings so much character to it. Mm. Um yeah. but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought she was one of the most interesting people on the runway. Um again, like with this kind of like is it animal meets monster? Is it sort of monster monster? I, I like again I sort of lost with, with what Is Pamela supposed to be the monster there? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, the objectification of women. That's what it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh. Taste then came out and looked glorious as a sort of Bride of Frankenstein meets Dracula look. And I actually really loved Taste trying to speak in her really quick Welsh accent with the teeth yeah. in and untucked really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I thought it was interesting though because I, I thought Taste, like if you're going to give out to someone for like looking too pretty or looking too good, I thought Taste was in that category mm. But that's what they gave out to Ahura for. Like, Taste looked beautiful, but I don't think Taste looked very far away from a classic Bride of Frankenstein. Like, aside from the blood and the fangs, no, like, she wasn't really doing anything major. She looked stunning. Um, but then they kind of gave out to mm. Ahura for that exact thing. So I felt like there was a bit of an inconsistency there. Um, but, like, Taste is just so beautiful. Like, how could Taste not be beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Toxic Ginny Lemon. Yeah, it was... <laughs> there was a lot going on there. really, yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. I just... I kind of felt like what Alan Carr said at the end when he was like, it's, you know, when someone's like, oh, I'm mad me, it just gets a bit kind of grating. And I yeah. had started to feel like the facial expressions. <laughs> I was like, just stop doing... Like, stop. Like, do something else. Try something else. Stop doing yeah. the kind of gurning into the camera and to be honest I think she might have gotten away with that if the makeup was a bit better and if the hair she needed a bit of height like anytime a queen comes out with a slicked Mm. back look where there's no height at the crown of the hair it never looks good it doesn't work like you can't just Mm -hmm. do a regular slicked Mm -hmm. back hair look you've got to give it some lift and some height otherwise you know you're not doing drag yeah I completely agree I, I, I think that she 
Like, I th- I also just needed a, like, a stronger concept for her, like, a stronger concept for the into- for the, the outfit or something to tie it together. Like, even if she wasn't going to have, like, more volume in her hair, if she was, if she had some kind of, like, a witch's hat or, or something that there was, like, another element to it yeah. that... Again, I think she's suffering a little bit. Say, like Tina Burner in the US one is 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 doing this same thing for me, where like relying very heavily on a specific color palette, and I just think that kind of once you get trapped in a gimmick like that, it's very hard to to move. Um, it, it becomes very predictable, and then on the runway. Yeah, but I suppose this was more like highlight yellow. So this was the kind of color we hadn't seen her seen her in before. It did sort of feel like the outfit came first and the concept came afterwards. Like, okay, what could this be? This is whatever you know, your nuclear winter or whatever. It did remind me of. Do you remember? Like in the early noughties, all those sort of different ways a lollipop could pop out of something and there was gobstoppers and there was all these sort of ways of making new confectionery. They always used to advertise in Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And there was one of these like little plastic containers with a ball and you'd lick the ball and this like sour liquid would come out of it. Does that ring a bell for anyone? No, anybody? that sounds disgusting. No. no. <laughs> it sounds grotesque. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what she reminded me of. <laughs> Delicious. Plastic ball things you live in. Ginny sour balls. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Cheney was up next with her Sweeney Todd meets Signs of the Lambs meets Leatherface eleganza. And this was... Lawrence Cheney's getting better and better, I think, as the weeks go on. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. yet, like, I'm not excited. Do you know what I mean? Um, Like, it feels mm. kind of samey even though it's not and the looks are great but like I feel like I need a surprise but or they're something. not fashion like yeah think. they're I just need a surprise yeah I, th- I think that's what like you're kind of getting off say Bimini is that like there's like an edge to it and there there is like you know the classic kind of like the future of drag like I think that yeah. that's kind of you see more of that with with Bimini whereas with Lawrence Chaney it's very much like well no this is like drag as, a, as like drag as it is now done to perfection but mm. like you kind mm. of want to see something that's a bit more exciting or a bit more edgy or a bit more like forward looking yeah and that's probably the way I said when I saw that face on her arm I like oh, I yeah, almost gagged yeah. it was just like that was no insane. that was amazing you're right that was amazing and also it's probably personal taste as well like I do tend to kind of gravitate toward the people who are doing something a little bit different um although yeah. I love a traditional queen who's doing their craft really well um I I don't know yeah I I did uh, you're right though that face hanging off the arm was incredible yeah like you just feel like one of those sort of drag queen drag queens you know like it isn't camp necessarily it isn't fashion it's kind of just straight up down the line kind of and really sort of finessed to the nth degree yeah. um, which you don't like someone like Akira C. Davenport that's sort of how who I'm placing her with you know wasn't fashion wasn't you know camp but just sort of good and solid mm-hmm. yeah now someone who I thought was far from solid was Ellie I almost called her Ellie Goblin Ellie Diamonds <laughs> <laughs> Ellie Goblin. (laughs) It was like she took like a Chewbacca onesie and just like turned it into like a sort of dress. I just hated it. Yeah, Yeah. I had many problems. I just (laughs) Ellie Goblins. I feel like we're just kind of waiting for her to go. Like, although I did think her look last week was actually really good. Um, but yeah, Hmm. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't setting me alight. No, and it was the same sort of material that 
the that sort of Wizard of Oz reveal thing was made out of, which was like okay concept, but just yeah. really poor execution. Yeah. I I think she has quite a while to go before she lives up to her own hype. Um, <laughs> like I think that <laughs> she no, because she seems to really strongly believe in herself. Yeah. In, in like that, the way she came at RuPaul in that thing is like there's obviously a sense of like there's a, a sense of of. Um, entitlement isn't the right word but kind of like a, a, a maybe a, a slight arrogance maybe i don't know um and the looks are always like well this week is an exception always really good but then doesn't really bring a character to them yeah. is obviously not great in the performance and stuff yet could get there very easily over time is only very young and just starting out but i think maybe not as good as they think they are yeah my assessment yeah, I do feel they're really trying to prove themselves to be at a certain level that they're not at. And it's not kind of like Tia, where Tia's like, okay, yeah, look, fine. I'm not that good, but I'm good at this. Yeah. And that's a better way to deal with it. Whereas I think Ellie's like, no, 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 I am good at this. Look, look, look. Mm. Yeah. Believe me, believe me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now christened forevermore Ellie Goblin. Poor Ellie Goblin. Uh, <laughs> Ellie Goblin is a great drag name. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's actually much I know, much just do better. Ellie Golding songs the whole time. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I would be there every time. Yeah. Now, talk about Tia. This is the best thing she's worn, I think. Yeah. I kind of yeah, breathed absolutely. a sigh of relief when she came out. I was like, please be good. Please be good. Because I love her. Um, but the looks, yeah, always let her down. And I thought it was really good in the makeup. Like, I feel like it could have been elevated a little bit, but like, it was good. Um, you know, I think she deserved mm. to be safe. It was the appropriate, the appropriate thing, I think. Um, but yeah, thank yeah. God. Thank God. It was, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Finally, that designer that, 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 that she paid for all her outfits came through with a good one. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that, was... that, that Latin oh, it was bad. Like, oh, that was salsa dress. <laughs> yeah. Who is that person? Um, like, I hope they're watching and going, "Oh no, I have done something really wrong here." They, they are rebranding their company as they yeah. speak. This is like a Malaysian <laughs> Airlines style fiasco. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, absolutely. Finally, that on the runway was a horror with her zombie Elvira. I actually thought she looked great, and I didn't really care that she wasn't two monsters. She was just the one. I really liked it. Yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was really fun, and also like the wig reveal to the brain, like, and that could look so bad because like mm. there's obviously a lot of skill that goes into that kind of a prosthetic to make it mm. like to make it stand out. So like. That could have looked terrible and she could have accidentally ripped it off when she was taking the wig off. And I, I, I thought that she didn't deserve the sort of critique of like, you were too pretty that she got. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either, as I've already yeah, said, like, true. especially when they didn't do that to mm. taste. Like, I felt like it was unfair. Um, and also, I loved what she was doing with her face. Like, she had the two different eyes. She did some really ghoulish yeah. facial mm. expressions that I thought were fantastic. Like, I thought she was she was great. Really good. It was yeah, a really good episode for her. Yeah. Yeah. Strong with yeah, the three. Absolutely. So the tops then were um, Lawrence, Ahora, and Bimini, and the bottoms were Veronica, Sister, and Ginny. Do you agree? Um. Yeah, I think so. Overall, I think I so. I would put Gin- I would put Ellie in the bottom over Ginny. I think. Yeah, but that's just more of a personal taste thing than than really. I think, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, overall, it was fair. 
no, I, 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 yeah, I could be talked into that. I think, I think, yeah, because thinking about it, like Ginny's performance in the actual task was much better, I think. That would be my bottom three. And I was happy with the tops uh, mm. as well, even though I might have put, t- I don't know, I, I kind of would maybe would have thought put Tia over a horror just because I kind of think she kind of, you know, teed a horror up but that never happens in this show and see I the the, the so. improv partner never gets the glory it's it's the yeah. person who gets laughs that's <laughs> it you know yeah. um, so other than that that i was probably happy yeah i think but that's it should have been a veronica sister lip sync right a hundred percent like a million mm, percent yeah. it should have been a veronica sister lip sync i'm i was raging for so many reasons i mean first of all it would have been way more entertaining well it definitely would have been entertaining than what happened more entertaining than what happened yeah Mm. i really wanted to see veronica get all stroppy and like you know i'll show them after her big chat in the workroom or in backstage or whatever yeah um and like it was also just the appropriate thing based on the performances and the looks on the runway so i don't know what happened like what keeps happening on this show with the people who end up in the bottom two and the people who go home like who is What's happening? I don't, I don't know. It's been so, because it's been like front runner after front runner after front runner, more or less, have mm. gone out. Like, mm. I think with Ginny Lemon gone, it's kind of more or less the entire top four, as I would have seen it, kind of coming into the competition, yeah. are pretty much well, gone. Well, my, my top four coming in was, was Ginny, Bimini, uh, Tace and Lawrence. And I'm just shocked that one of them is, is gone. Yeah. Um, but then like Bimini bottom two first episode, Taste bottom two second episode. You're just like, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's I mean, weird. I, do, I do think that's, I, do, I, I definitely think that Ginny, that, that Ginny was going to win the lip sync had Ginny performed the lip sync. Like I, yeah. or that they were going to not send anyone home and then there was going to be the big, you're all going home because of COVID kind yeah. of a, gag that then sort of Ginny ended up kind of like doing herself out of because I, I don't feel like they would have sent Ginny home, Ginny home mm-hmm. if they were they also sent sending Justina everyone else home, home and she had already won a challenge like no but I mean I don't think they would have sent her home when they were also packing everyone up an entire of production I think they probably oh, would have okay. just said because they were going to bring everyone back I was surprised by sister or by Ginny Lemon giving up and then also surprised by like sister sister just keeping on going I'm like <laughs> Well, I was like, why am I still watching this? I know she's going to win. I don't care. I I was a combination of those things. I wasn't surprised that she kept going because that's like the show must go on. Um, but I was surprised that they made us watch the entire thing because like, yeah. I did not need to see that. I don't need to see that uh, Valerie Cherish style. I did not need to see that. Um, but I just, I, I was annoyed. I was actually really annoyed by... Um, Ginny walking out and I was surprised that 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 the judges weren't kind of I mean mm-hmm. I suppose in their impassioned cheering on of sister um sister sister they kind of gave that message but like I feel like again in America mm. RuPaul would have been like how dare you waste this opportunity this is an opportunity like this is an opportunity that so many people want yeah. and you had the chance and you just gave up and blah 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 like I feel like we've seen that happen before or certainly that message mm. come across so I just felt like no screw you you don't get to decide actually who who wins this round like that's not up to you you don't get to just quit like if Valentina yeah, seen can do a lip sync not knowing a word with a mask on her face, <laughs> then you can stand there and do the lip sync. This is not RuPaul's best friend race. No. no. 
I mean, Rue could have stopped the music and said, Should bring have. her back. I want to see the bitch dance. Should have. <laughs> Should have. That's what I'm telling you. Rue is soft in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, that's what makes me think that there was some like production plan because everyone was being like, they already knew that everyone was going home and there was like kind of a sense of like, you know, there's no need to make a big deal out of this. Let's just like wrap up because we don't know what's coming next. Like, like maybe that's what was going on. But yeah, you are right. Like I, I, it did feel a little bit disrespectful yes. to, to, to like the, to the competition and to the people who were going to invest time in the competition and start. And I just like, I don't know. Cause I just didn't believe that storyline of her and sister, sister being friends in the first place. No. Like it, it was just sort of like, did you even well, know? I each figured other? she wasn't able to dance because of her fibromyalgia. I figured that we found out that she was in the booth. So I was like, Oh, um, well knowing that she'll probably never win a lip sync because yeah. she'll struggle. I figured. I don't but know. I think that's kind of a cop out as well because we've seen people stand very still and perform incredible mm. lip syncs. Like it doesn't need to be a mm. death trap a second. Do you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. still, mm-hmm. there are ways to kill a performance and not do acrobatics, you know, or move minimally. Yeah. Um, And we've seen that. So, I, yeah, I'm not really buying that. Not that I'm not, you know, sympathetic or empathetic to someone who's living with a chronic pain. Like, obviously, that's something that I don't understand and Mm. never will. But at the same time, you know, if you came to the competition, if you're in the competition, then do the competition till the end. It's not your, like, it shouldn't be your choice to just be like, oh, I'll just Mm -hmm. let her have it. It's kind of patronizing as well. Like, if I was sister, sister, I'd be pissed off because then it feels like, oh, did I actually win it? Should I have won it? Like, should I still be here? Or was it just given to me out of some sort of kind of pity yeah. or friendship yeah I, I felt sick afterwards <laughs> I was oh. like oh no I don't want this to be the end yeah. like, this is no because Ginny was my favorite I'm like now she's gone and oh wow I can't believe that actually happened but she's still gone mm. and I'm not yeah just I would have rather see her win obviously yeah you know? but there you yeah. go that's what you're stuck with well I guess hopefully soon we'll be able to get on planes again and you'll just have to go to sink the pink or something and see her yeah, exactly. You can <laughs> you can fancy that slice live. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win Drag Race season two? Do we? Who do you think? I think Ahura might win. Oh, outside chance. Yeah, I I do. I actually have not thought about this until this very minute, and I should have thought about this before <laughs> I came on. Um, who do you think is going to win? I'm pretty confident that Lawrence Cheney will win. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think Taste will win. No? No, I don't. I well, I'm baffled who's going to be in the top four now because it's just like all the early outs that I predicted are not out. So I think they're (laughs) teeing Ahura up for like growth that storyline mm-hmm. um it, the editors are teeing her up but even michelle being like you know you have to learn to be ugly and make yourself vulnerable and something that's just teeing her up for a big victory where she has the moment where she's mm. not beautiful yeah so i think she's gonna make it really far um lawrence yeah lawrence is obviously gonna do well but i just oh i just feel like yeah i don't know i'm not that i'm just not excited as we've said i'm not excited by lawrence so that's just obviously personal yeah. taste but yeah i could see I, it being uh, the two i could see it being lawrence and ahura as the top two mm. very easily um and i could easily well. see though a taste 
Bimini top two well, no? I, I don't feel... I think that Bimini will be one of... I think Bimini will, like, go out before... Like, top five, kind yeah. of. Like, we'll get, like, that strong Ben de la Creme kind of... Well, Blaze Ben de la Creme glory. season six rather than Ben de la Creme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All-Stars three. Or... <laughs> But yeah, that's a kind of what I, I wouldn't see her going all that because I do think she has enough roughness around her that like she won't make it to the top, but also could very easily be someone you'd see back for an all stars. Yeah. Having had a bit of a, like a, a look glow up. Yeah, I, f- I feel the same Absolutely. about her as much as I adore her. I think I agree. <sighs> so a lot well, of opinions, we'll but I think that's, what makes, it, that's what makes it a really exciting season is when like you actually like you don't know. No, well, it's so unpredictable. <laughs> it's so unpredictable and it's so exciting. And I laugh out loud like six or seven times every episode. And I don't know mm-hmm. the last time I laughed out loud at one of the American ones. Like it is just, it feels fresh. It's got an edge. They're really funny. They're really raw. They're not afraid, you know, of the platform yet. <laughs> um, and I think it's really, <laughs> really special from a, from a viewer's perspective. Well, Louise, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Your thoughts. You should say if anyone doesn't listen to your weekend show, I am an avid listener. I listen every week, Aww. and it's on podcast. In case you can't listen, because normally I'm up watching Drag Race US Saturday mornings. <laughs> but I have to say, I don't think there's a better show on like mainstream Irish radio that covers like LGBTQ topics. So thank you Aww. for repping the community and doing a great and job. I say I don't. I don't listen to the radio much at all. <laughs> but you are literally one of about three people whose Instagram stories I actually actively watch wow i am so honored so, on both counts like genuinely so honored and it really means a lot to me that you say that about um you know i really want the show to be inclusive i want the show to feel like things that aren't getting covered elsewhere um are getting covered you know there and i want it to feel like mm-hmm. it's a place where people can say i think i think you should talk about this and we will so that really means an awful lot to yeah. me i appreciate it Super, no problem, of course. So you're Louise McSherry on Instagram and that's Louise McSherry Show on 2FM, yep. which you can catch no on Spotify. If, you, if you're listening, listener, if you're not listening in Ireland, it's on podcast, so you've no escape. Yep. Do it. Cool. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's just so unpredictable this season. I'm gutted Ginny's gone. I can't believe she was in the bottom. Like, maybe COVID will just sort of make the show fairer i don't know <laughs> it's really going to shake things up um yeah no we have like we're, we're obviously teed up now and that's the thing we didn't even really get to, to talk about that with uh, with louise was like the fact that now we're on the brink of this covid like this covid breakdown so they're all being sent home we see that like as being we don't know what next the next week episode is actually going to be like it it it, 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 it this ep- the whole for the last couple of episodes have been really sort of all over the place in terms of who's gone home and what's happened and this is now another shake up for the competition so yeah like it, it really feels like like it's a very open field at the moment with the exception of Sister Sister and Ellie Diamond really anyone could take us <laughs> you actually say COVID a bit like Moira Rose COVID COVID <laughs> rumour has it that one of the queens uh, who comes back actually has COVID when they're recording and can't actually return to the show um, so one of the queens already eliminated will take her place. Rumour has it. So I won't say any more and allow you to speculate on that until next week uh, when we come back to chat about episode five. But before that, hitting your feed on Monday will be the Disco Dance Challenge of, over in Drag Race US. God knows what that's going to be. They're making a documentary. They're doing different types of dancing. It'll be interesting. We have I'm in for it. a documentary maker 
extraordinaire involved in the episode. So you can look forward to that. Until then, have a nice weekend. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.